Our first scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthian, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, and Phygria, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We continue our reading in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. Not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sometimes we let this story about the Holy Spirit descending be a story about something that we don't expect to happen to us. We hear about the Spirit descending like tongues of flame and it falls on the twelve. And they all begin to speak in tongues and everybody can hear them and understand them. And the Spirit moves them. And too often we hear this and we go, that's amazing. I wonder what it would be like for that to happen. And we don't think about the fact that the Spirit is there for us today. Right now, the Spirit is there. That a moment ago, we invoked that Holy Spirit. That we baptized, not just by water, but by water and the Spirit. 
That Spirit's there, and it's there to guide us and lead us. And the thing is that the Spirit isn't there to make us comfortable in what we're doing and to let us sit back and go, well, I guess that's all I need. No, the Spirit pushes us into what's uncomfortable. And it pushes us into what's uncomfortable because it pushes us into things that we need to be doing that we're not sure of ourselves. Now we can see this uncomfortableness in our scripture today. Because they've been spending a lot of time behind closed doors. One of the things that the disciples were worried about was everybody else. If they had come and arrested Jesus and they had crucified him, what's to stop them from being next? And they're worried and they don't know how they're going to handle things. And so, for quite some time, they had been laying pretty low. Here, they are forced to no longer lay low. They are forced out of hiding. Because suddenly they are speaking and everybody can hear and everybody can understand. Everybody can hear exactly what it is they are saying, what they are proclaiming. Everybody can hear and everybody starts to gather around. Now the thing is, I have never spoken in a language that I do not know. I cannot say that that is a gift the Spirit has ever given me. But I also know that's not the only gift that the Spirit gives. See, the thing is that the Spirit is our guide. It is our teacher. It is what pushes us along. It's often that still, small voice that when we are trying to go left, it goes, no, no, you wanted to go right. It's that presence that makes us pause when we go to walk by somebody and instead we stop and ask them if they are in need of help. The Spirit is there to push us in the right direction and to keep us from going in the wrong one. But the thing is, we have to be willing to follow. Too often we think that the Spirit's going to be something great and tremendous that's going to happen to somebody else. That somebody else is going to have that moment where the Spirit descends on them and they're going to speak in tongues and it's going to be glorious. And the Spirit's going to have somebody near me moved to do something about all of these injustices in the world. They're going to be moved to protest against violence and hatred. And they're going to organize and they're going to do all these things for somebody else. The Spirit is the voice that is there to say, you are somebody. That change can start with you. Because the Spirit is there to guide us, to lead us, to let us know which way to go and which way not to go. To let us know, hey, you're not alone. To say, hey, you can do this. The only thing holding you back is fear. And true love casts out fear. See, the thing is that The Spirit's there to keep us moving. Because when we stop, we get comfortable. When we get comfortable, we decide we don't want to take risks. We don't want to take chances. But I think about the people who follow this event. The Spirit descends on them, and that is not the end, but the beginning. 
They go on to make changes. And some of those changes upset a lot of people and some of those changes they would never have seen coming. The Spirit gets a hold of them and it guides them and leads them and they go and they eat with people they weren't supposed to eat with. But the Spirit said go. So they went. They go and they give the word to people who shouldn't hear the good news. But the Spirit said go. So they followed. They teach to all those that they meet and they end up baptizing people who shouldn't be baptized. But the Spirit said do it. So they did. I can't imagine that any of the disciples went into it going, I'm going to go and I'm going to ignore all of these things that I always thought to be the right thing to do. Instead, I imagine that when that moment came, they said, well, what do I do? Lord, how do I handle this? Because everything I've ever been taught says these Gentiles are people I should not eat with. So maybe I shouldn't sit down and eat. But the Spirit says, no, eat. Welcome them. Know that God is bigger than this rule. So they do. They go and they preach the word everywhere. They baptize others by water and by spirit that they too may feel that presence and they too may go out and reach out to people that nobody thought of reaching out to. And that spirit is still moving in us today. The same spirit that allowed an Ethiopian eunuch to be baptized in the name of Christ when he wouldn't even be allowed near the temple is still at work in us today. And maybe it's something small. Maybe the Spirit is that voice that says, you know what? Call your friend. You have no reason, but give them a call. The phone rings when you hear them pick up on the other end. You hear the words, I'm so glad you called because I was just having such a difficult time right now and I needed to hear somebody's voice. Maybe it's that the Spirit causes you to pause and stop and go down a different aisle at the grocery store and you bump into somebody and they go, Oh, I am so glad to see you. I just, I just wondered how you were doing and you know what? It just warms my heart to see you today. Maybe it means that we pause when we're walking by somebody and we stop and we say, How are you today? Then we see somebody struggling Instead of walking by and saying, it is too bad that they struggle, that we stop and we say, what can I do to help? We walk with the Spirit because the Spirit forges a new path. Some will say that we should walk the path less traveled. But I say with the Spirit, we walk the path that has never been traveled. Because the Spirit will guide each and every one of you on your own journey, on your own spiritual path, on your own path in God's kingdom. They cannot be the same because none of us are the same. But that path will be made clear 
Every mountain will be made low. Every valley will be brought high. And the path will be set out before you because the Spirit will go with you. And where the Spirit goes, God is there. And if God is there, whatever task you have is possible because God is with you. Christ didn't tell us to baptize by the Spirit because we needed to have a warm, fuzzy feeling. We're to baptize by the Spirit because we are supposed to feel that fire and let us drive us forward. That we feel that fire and it moves us. That we don't sit still and wait to see what somebody else is going to do, but we get up and we say, what is it I can do today? What is it the Spirit needs me to do today? And maybe it's big and maybe it's small. And maybe it's expected or maybe it's completely unexpected. But I do know this. It will be good. Because it is of God. And if it is of God, then it will be good and it will be righteous and it will be good in the end. We may not see the good right away. We may not see it for some time. But sometimes all it takes is somebody to set that ball in motion. And you may pass it along from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And you may lose track of it. But we know. We know that God doesn't lose track of it. That maybe our part is just to get that ball rolling a little bit further and a little bit faster. But we keep it going. Maybe our job is simply to remind others that there was an empty tomb for them. An empty tomb full of hope. Maybe it's that we are always there with a hand out and a hand up and a warm embrace in a world that can feel so cold. Maybe we're there for something big and maybe we're there for something small and maybe we're there for something small that's bigger than we could ever imagine. But by the Spirit, we will always be where God needs us to be. By the Spirit, we will always be there with the love that we need to share. By the Spirit, we will be able to keep those promises we make to each other, to look after each other, to care for one another, to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, joint heirs in the kingdom. And we are there to share the good news. The good news that that kingdom is open to all of God's people. We feel that fire. We let it warm our hearts and we let it push us forward, always forward. Always looking to what God has in store for us next instead of dwelling on what might have been. Because there is always going to be something more as long as we walk with the Spirit as long as we walk hand in hand with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, striving for that kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Be led by the Spirit.
in all that you do. That the world may know God's love and His mercy through His children. Anywhere and everywhere and always. Amen.